This is Mark Robinson from Old Miss Football, and you're listening to Steeler Nation interview. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Network, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Sorry for being five minutes late. My daughter chose to reset the network without telling me. Thus, I am at the whims of my family. But guys, what a draft. If you're part of the draft coverage, you know that I was on the air all three days talking about every pickup that we had, as well as like a whole bunch of conversation about just life in general. We had a great time. Thank you all so much for being part of that show um, because it really kept me going because it's a marathon. It's a long time. And I felt like I had energy the entire time. I know like Matt Papiernik's over there yawning, but Ben and I were feeding on off each other pretty good. And I was definitely feeding off of all of your energy, your great questions, your great comments and everything else. And of course, all the guys like Kenny Beaver. Let's go. Thanks, Kenny. Always good to hear from you, man. A um, lot of great pickups, guys. I mean, especially leading off with Kenny Pickens, hometown guy coming back home. Um, the Steelers draft was just the first pick. You know, kind of felt like like a homer draft, to, to tell you the truth. Um, because we go and grab Kenny Pickett with the first pick. Hometown hero right there in Pittsburgh, playing in the same, um, in the same stadium as everybody else. Um, but then we go off and we grab, um, you know, Cam Hayward's brother, who was the only draft pick that I called. I thought we'd be getting him in, se- in the seventh as opposed to the sixth. But still happy that we got him. Don't get me wrong. Um, also picking up, oh gosh, the guy that we ended up grabbing in the uh, seventh round as well. Uh, Robin- Mark Robinson. The guy that we had an exclusive conversation with before the draft. We weren't actually even allowed to say that he was in town for a visit. So it was like, for me, it's like, how do I frame this podcast interview? Because I want to talk to you about football. I want to talk to you about Pittsburgh, but I can't talk about the fact that you are in Pittsburgh for an interview. So (laughs) it was absolutely crazy with that one. And then we go ahead and draft them. The Steelers really liked what they saw out of them. And so I was really happy with, with that pickup to be able to get a guy in here to hopefully find a way to contribute and help us out with the uh, now the aging depth at inside linebacker. I mean, really, this is the last year for Marcus Allen. It's the last year uh, for UG3, uh, probably Spillane as well, uh, since he's playing on his restricted free agent tender. Um, all these guys might be rotating out, which is why youth guys like like Buddy that we drafted the year before and now uh, Mark Robinson, um, we got a shot of keeping him on the roster. So, let me know what you're thinking about, guys, and I'll start talking about at least what I'm thinking about, guys. Um, had a whole entire podcast on Kenny Pickett, his pickup, what that meant. Um, I I don't think it was ever uh, ever shown by um, DK Pittsburgh Sports. I still I, I've never gotten a link to it, so we ended up posting it ourselves on our um, on our website. So go over to SteelerNation.com. If you missed out on the Friday uh, podcast, I think I posted on a Saturday morning right before uh, we went live. But I knew they were drafting a quarterback as soon as they grabbed that second quarterback coach. As soon as David Corley became hired, it's like Steelers have to go with youth. And not not only did they go with 
one quarterback, they actually got all their needs and the needs were, they need four quarterbacks going into training camp. I mean, we're only going to keep three on the roster. There's a chance of keeping a as well, uh, but probably only as a practice squad player. If he makes it that far, unless the Steelers try to do something like the year that they had Dobbs and duck and Rudolph and Ben and try to get a draft pick or a late round draft pick out of the one of those guys, the guy they'd be looking to move actually might be one of two guys they're looking to move. Might be Trubisky. If Kenny, if Kenny Pickett outplays Mitchell Trubisky significantly, I mean, we're talking about possible second or third rounder for Mitch Trubisky. Now, if we go and we push um, Mason Rudolph, probably fourth, fifth, or sixth. So he's strictly seen as a backup. Mitchell Trubisky could be seen as a starter, a starter option. And if a if a quarterback core gets decimated by one of these teams, they may get desperate and may even offer a first rounder for a guy like Trubisky. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to see Mitch and Mitchburg for this upcoming year with all these guys, but you're only going to keep three out of four on the roster. And there's going to be some options and there's going to be some big decisions to make once we start hitting uh free agency uh, and then cracking down on that final roster from nine down to 53 from 90. Um, the Steelers didn't have to move up to get their guy. He was right there. And that was the best part of this draft because everybody knew the Steelers were going quarterback. When New Orleans jumped ahead of the Ravens, people were like, uh-oh, here they go. They're going to get Malik Willis. They're jumping the draft to grab their guy. No, they were trying to get a hold of Baltimore, get ahead of Baltimore to steal their guy. And they did. They they stole uh, Davis right away from – he was their pick. He was going to be the new Haloti Nada in the middle for them, and we would have to deal with him on a regular basis. But instead, in my opinion, the best prospect in the draft fell into their laps. They got Hamilton at 15. That's a nice consolation prize for Baltimore, who I thought drafted exceptionally well. Exceptionally well in this draft. They're going to be very tough to keep up with. Um, Cleveland drafted like idiots. I mean, taking a punter, fourth round. Uh, taking a kicker then after that. I think they took a punter and a kicker in the draft when you can get a lot of them as undrafted rookie free agents. Um, they just want to make sure they got their guys, I guess. But man, they're blowing. And they barely had picks to begin with. Lost the first two picks in the draft anyway for trading to get uh, Watson in there. So really, really, it's just a, a crazy, crazy, crazy draft. Um the stats issue versus Marino. I know a lot of guys, when we were talking about this the last time on the vidcast, they don't even re really compare between Pickett and Marino. Pickett's stats blow Marino's out of the water. And a lot of you guys are like, well, he played five years, but he only had like 500 yards, one touchdown, and one interception in his first year, which was technically like a redshirt year. So you wipe that one off the board, and he still has more stats. He's got like uh, 4,000 more yards. Uh, he only has one more touchdown, though, because it was 79 touchdowns from Reno, 84. If you take that one away, it's actually 81 total for Pickens, but it's 80 if you take away that year. But you, you talk about interceptions. Dan Marino nearly had as many interceptions as he did touchdowns. His senior year, he threw 17 touchdowns and 23 interceptions. Guys like that usually don't go in the first round nowadays. You don't throw more more touch more interceptions and touchdowns and go in the first round. Will never happen again. It did back then, and one of those reasons why the Steelers slid on a guy like Marino also is 
his nose job stuff. He like the nose candy back then as well. That was in the pre-games or the pre-draft considerations as well. But he was the consensus number one quarterback in the draft going into free, like the end of the season. Everybody's like, Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback in the draft. Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback in the draft. Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback in the draft. And then started having combines, started having pro days. Oh, look how athletic this guy is. Oh, look how fast this guy is. Oh, maybe this guy's better than that guy. And that's when it started getting in the mix that we didn't know who was going to go in the first round. But still, consensus in the NFL seemed like for a a first-round draft pick, Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback in the NFL with a first-round draft pick grade. Because otherwise, all of those other guys would have slid off the board. Instead, we're waiting until round three, round four, till quarterbacks start knocking off the board. It was an absolutely crazy, crazy draft. Um, Tomlin obviously loves his competitiveness the most, also loves his floor. He expects him to be able to compete from day one, and that is true. With the amount of passes this guy's thrown, playing five years in college, though, you know, four full-time, guy's a competitor. Guy knows how to win on third down. Guys knows how to win in red zone. And that's when the game really slows down for him. And that's the stuff. That's the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback. A Kirk Cousins and a Mahomes. Mahomes knows how to score when it's in close, can extend those those plays, get additional first rounds. Cousins going to get you up and down the field. He's going to get you some, some stats as well, but... He's just not in the winner category that guys like Pickett are and the guys that Ben Roethlisberger wore. Um, obviously, we know the Steelers only wanted Kenny Pickett. Okay, it came down to all of the quarterbacks were there when they drafted. They said, we've got our guy. And now we all know for a fact, Steeler Nation, that their guy was Kenny Pickett. So if Malik Willis was taken, we could have that conversation. Oh, they wanted Malik Willis. He went earlier. They ended up having to go with the hometown guy. They ended up having to take Kenny Pickett. No, they took Kenny Pickett because they knew this guy better than anybody else in the draft. Their first quarterback's coach, uh, Whipple, which was Ben's first quarterback's coach, he recruited Kenny Pickett to Pitt. The entire coaching staff and front office have known Kenny Pickett from being in the building for the past five years. They know everything about this guy. They do, they You talk about due diligence. They have books on Kenny Pickett. <laughs> they know exactly everything this guy's done before the draft process even started, whereas other teams are like, okay, we got to find out about this guy. Let's see what's his background. Let's see if he has any issues. Guy's a family man. He wants to start his family with his fiance, Amy, who got more excited about him being drafted in that moment than, than Pickett. Pickett was emotional. And obviously so. You got draft. I mean, that's a dream for him. Think about it. He's been Pittsburgh his whole life, all of his college career. And for Pittsburgh to say, the, for the, the pro team to say, hey, come on up to the majors, kid. We want you. With their first pick to stay in his hometown, that is an, as emotional as a moment as you're ever going to see out of a draft pick. And I was I was happy to at least to be able to witness something like that. Uh, Kenny, can't wait for training camp. Neither can I, man. Neither can I. Let's go, Steelers. Thank you, Mike Wood. All right, Jack Off, my favorite name on the internet. How you doing, my friend? Um, they have it all wrong. You want a quarterback that can throw from the pocket, throw with accuracy, and that has mobility. 
Too many people focusing on mobile quarterbacks that lack accuracy. Excellent, excellent point, Jack. Excellent point. And that and that's speaks more too because uh, it's something that Bruce Gradkowski, former Steeler quarterback, tracks every single um, throw in the NFL for pro football focus. That's his job. I've had him on the show before. That one of the smartest people. He and and Jay and um and uh Lewis Riddick are the two smartest football minds I've ever had on my show. Um, and I love the way that Gradkowski can break down passing into its fundamentals and make it easy to understand and explain it to all of us. So, you know, really love how he did such a great job with saying, you know, Kenny Pickett's not just a thrower, he's accurate. He can make every throw on the field. Like, we don't have to worry about his arm strength. We don't have to worry about his accuracy. But he's also pocket mobile. He knows how to extend plays. And he was smart when he took his shots to extend those yardage to get first downs with his legs. Kind of like Herbert did to us last year when he beat us with his legs in the game that we played against uh, the Chargers. And that killed us. That We're going into that game. He's not a mobile quarterback. He can't run. He's not a mobile quarterback. He put up 90 yards on us. Why? Because we have all of our guys running down the field with their backs to him, and he's got 10 to 20 yards of free running. Boom. He's a smart quarterback. He's going to take that every time to move the chains. Pickett does the same thing. Will he do it with the same aplomb and do it as well as Herbert does in the NFL? I hope so. I mean, obviously, he's a rookie. I'm I'm not expecting him to come out and be Big Ben Roethlisberger in his first year. Don't get don't get me wrong, Steeler Nation. That that's a once in a lifetime occurrence to watch a rookie quarterback come in and rattle off 15 straight wins. You're never going to see that again. Yeah, so you're just never going to see that. And um, part of it had to do with the fact that the Steelers already had a strong rushing attack, already had a strong defense, pretty similar to what we're doing now. We've also revamped our inside run it, running uh, uh, and our offensive linemen with Cole and uh, Jenkins and uh, the draft picks as well, and the undrafted rookie free agents. We are looking to run this football. We're looking to take pressure off of whoever is this quarterback, whether it's Pickens, whether it's Trubisky. All they have to do is make the right decisions at the right moments. And that is something that Ben did better than just about any rookie quarterback I've ever seen. Saw that monsoon game in Miami. Nobody's moving the football too well, but right when it came down to it at the end of the game, Ben was making those throws that he had to make to get the first down, that big throw to Ward, getting the touchdown and winning that game on the road. I mean, that launched him off. He gives him the constant, kept building confidently each game after that. And he was just a smart quarterback. He, he could use his legs to extend the pocket. He wasn't really a mobile guy either. Ben wasn't a guy that liked to run, take off downfield. He could. He took his points, took his marks, but he was pocket mobile. He extended the plays, shoved people off of him, spin around, take it to the edge, looking downfield, always hitting his guy like backroom ball. Loved that stuff, obviously. Also super, super fun to watch. Here we go! Michael McDuffie, welcome to the show. Steeler Nation forever! Yeah, that's the infinity symbol. There you go, baby. Happy birthday, number three! Oh, whose birthday is it now? I don't know whose birthday. Oh, oh, that's right. It would have been Dwayne Haskins' birthday. Thank you for my... Let's all give a, 
uh, a silent moment for, for Dwayne Haskins. And man, was I looking forward to him competing with this group this year. I really was. So peace and love to you, Dwayne, your family. Rich, go Steelers. Thank you, Rich. Welcome to the show. Jack again. Great. Thanks. How are you? You have a great show. Thanks a lot, Jack. Uh, we I try to have fun with it. I, I don't take myself as seriously as a lot of these uh, sports guys do. You know, I, I've done it. I've done just about everything. I mean, once we get into it, I've had lots of lifetimes. I've had lots of jobs. I've, I've done a lot in entertainment. I've done a lot in marketing, business. I have a science background. I've done flying planes. So like, I've seen just about everything, Not but like, but I still know nothing. I'm smart enough to know. I still know that I don't know nothing uh, so for my favorite punk people because uh, I was a punker growing up as well. Um, but yeah, love just talking Steelers. And it's, it's important that we all listen to each other. I know we're going to have contrasting points of view and we do. And we have some great people that, that fill in with contrasting points of view, but I will give you your, your moment. I will give you, let you say what you have to say. You know, if you're going to keep repeating it, I'm going to start glossing over it a bit. If you go a little aggressive to other posters, of course, I'm going to say tone it down because we all love the same team. We, we might root differently. We might think about the team differently, which is fine. But come Sunday, we're all living and dying with what the Steelers do every Sunday. And that's the most important thing, Jeff. Thank you, man. Um, Michael Hall, the only, the only thing that worries you about Pickett are his small hands. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So something funny for me, you guys can always throw that back in my face. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I have run the roller coaster on Kenny Pickett and you guys know, cause I I've done, I've done vidcasts where I am pro Pickett. I've done a vidcast where I was anti Pickett uh, because strictly because of his small hands. I did like one whole show on just like Kenny Pickett's hands and just like running off on it. But you know, in, in actuality, he's played in Pittsburgh for five years. We know what we have in the guy. So if his hands at size was an issue playing in Pittsburgh in that cold weather, Steelers wouldn't have drafted him. And uh, for people like Ryan Lee for telling me it's not a big deal. Uh, same thing with Bruce Gradkowski as well. Bruce is saying not a big deal as well. Now, you know, I got to flip-flop a little bit, but that was my only problem with him. Honestly, it was the only problem I had with him. Never a problem with his competitiveness. Never a problem with him, his on-field decisions his ability to throw the football, his accuracy, his strength, put it anywhere and to put it in the right spots to give his receivers a chance to make a play too. Because as a quarterback, you don't have to do everything yourself. Ben kind of did that. And Ben was still kind of doing that toward the end of, end of his career, only through when people were open. Wasn't much of a throw guys open except for off of the quick patterns that he'd use with AB and DJ. He's throwing right off of those guys cuts. Um, and because he had to, he's got to get the ball out quickly, but I'm talking about for the intermediate and deeper throws, throwing your guy open, throwing to spots. That's the stuff that Pickett does better than anybody in this draft consistently better than anybody else in this draft. And that's why we take a guy like that really is cheers. Cheers. Kenny Beamer. I'm on bubbly today. That's awesome. Yes, Michael Hall. I am glad that before I get to let's do this, Steelers. Yeah, Rich. You got any questions, Rich? You let me know. We'll take care of you. Um, and I always love to see um people coming in to the show, especially because I know all you guys, all you guys that keep reposting now, it's like you've always been on the show, you've been on the vidcast since the beginning, like Beamer and them. And then I got people like this, like Kayla, excellent, excellent joining to the show, immediately coming on. Great, great 
um, points, great topics. Kayla, welcome back to the show. Obviously, fun talking with you those three days of the draft. Uh, thoughts on Connor and how he might be used. Very athletic dude. Yes. Connor Hayward and Derek Watt are essentially, to me, like very similar people. Number one, Connor, day one will be a stud special teams player, both on like um, coverage teams. He's going to be big on coverage teams. I don't know how much they're going to be using him on return teams as a blocker. He's definitely able to do that, but maybe also on like kick block, punt block, field goal block. That's the special teams I immediately put him out there for. You know, return or um, uh, coverage teams and blocking teams, kicking kick block teams. First of all, that that's his first jobs. Next, third tight end is probably the reason why he's making this roster. He came in, he played all over, played running back, played fullback. Guy's going to be utilized there as well on our team, but he played tight end and that was the position he was drafted as. And that's where I see him making this team. Sure, he's a little smaller. The guy can block. Sure, he's a little smaller. The guy can catch. So I see him making plays as that third tight end, giving us an option too to being able to situationally bring different tight ends in and out in different running situations. So maybe we take Muth off the field and we bring in um, Gentry and uh, and Connor on those heavy blocking plays. That's probably what you're going to see because Muth is going to keep improving and blocking. He's a good, he's a smart guy. He's a great athletic guy, but also I'm looking forward to seeing him at part of this fullback system as well um might not be able to get it or wrestle it away from Derek Watt this year I hope we care keep Derek Watt for one more year this is his last year of his contract but we save a lot of money if we let him go and we're still paying Connor of course on his rookie contract that's the way the league goes sometimes we'll have to see if that's the way it worked out and Michael Hall I'm sorry I skipped over your point I really wanted to get to this because this was one of my guys we were talking about this on the podcast a lot, Michael Hall, and thank you for bringing it up because, you know, my number one, Honey Badger. I wanted Matthew more than anything else. He was my dream. He signed for 11 mil a year. But KZ was the guy that I mentioned immediately after Tieran Matthew. I was like, if we can get a guy like Tieran Matthew, if we can get a guy like KZ, I would be happy as hell. Heck, I was even happy that we re-signed Edmonds at $2.5 million instead of 6 plus. Would have been six plus with that fifth year option. So he was like, eh, 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 eh. let's bring that number down a bit. And also like KZ also could be a possible slot corner option because he's played that as well. So we got another diverse guy here to work in. Is he going to beat out Edmonds? <laughs> Both are one year guys. We didn't draft a, a safety like I thought we were going to. We didn't. So what we have to do, we had to go out and grab KZ, which I am happy as hell with. Because I think that improves the amount of talent in that rock locker room significantly. And the other guy we, we got as well that I still have to talk about, Carl Joseph is still in the room as well. Uh, I, I don't know if he's li listed as the backup free safety, but he did start the game at strong safety when Edmonds had COVID. Makes me think he can play them both. So we've got a, the good thing is now we got a lot of options. And that's all you want. You want options with talent. And we have that. We got Joseph. We got Edmonds. Fitz is the master. We got KZ. Love it. Absolutely love these. Roaring Kings, welcome to the show, man. Steelers for life. Awesome, man. You keep preaching. We'll keep, I'll keep preaching. 
you keep cheering. We'll keep rooting along together, man. That's awesome. Welcome to the show, Roar. And I don't think I've seen your, your handle before, but welcome. Um, Rich, is that kid from Memphis like Tyreek Hill? We stole him from Baltimore. That That's the thing. Like, I'm not sure about Austin. I mean, I've been so busy with work, really. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know everything about the draft yet because I haven't been able to really break down the receivers. And that's what I do. I'm going to have a full article on each of the receivers we brought in. Um, so Pickens will have an article, um, and so will Austin. And I will go through all of them significantly, like hardcore, talk about what I like, talk about where I see them, what they're going to do. But just off the top of my head, I, I liked at least hearing that Baltimore was going to take that pick. And when we picked them, they went, oh, man. And that was the guy we were going to take. Like, that's what I like to hear. That's why they jumped up ahead of us a couple years ago to grab that tight end, Max, with two X's, uh, because they thought we were going to grab him. Steelers didn't let their hands show, but they're like, we jumped up ahead of them because we thought they were taking that tight end. We didn't. Uh, we might have. We, 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 I think we took Gentry later or something in that draft. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was just the way that it went that year. Or, or don't, no, we took Jesse James in that draft. That was a Jesse James draft, which Jesse James ended up being a better tight end than Max. Max was all right. I mean, perfect, like, cheap shot at him in the end zone and gave him a concussion off a play if the ball didn't even go to him. Guy that should never have been in the league. But I like at least hearing that we jumped ahead of him. But where he fits, at least just looking at the guy, I got to think he's going to be slot. He's going to be our quick slot. No way is anybody taking DJ's X spot. There's zero chance. He's the best receiver in the league. The entire league, according to Pro Football Focus, on his separation off his first break. He is unblockable at the line of scrimmage. You do not take a guy. Then he made the Pro Bowl last year. You don't take that guy off of special teams. Did, didn't he make a – he made all pro the one year, too, as a returner, as a punt returner. This guy's at, this guy's like having essentially A.B.'s career. A.B. made pro bowl as a punt returner in his second year. Made it fourth year. That's when he started his run. This is his fourth year. This is DJ's fourth year. All of the X receivers start blowing up year four. He blew up year three. A.B. had a good year year two, too. I'm not going to discredit what he did in year two. Dropped off in year three, year four, he blew up. Absolutely blew up. And that's why you sign him. <laughs> but yes, I see him being in the slot, being that quick guy. I hope he's not a three archer. I hope he's not a Chris Rainey. I hope he's not too small to play the game. But what I'm hearing is he's tougher. And that's everything you're hearing out of Colbert. He's like, this isn't a small guy. This guy's a football player. He's a little heavier. I mean, Chris Rainey and them were like around 160. He's a little lighter. He's closer to 180. Closer to my size. <laughs> I got the height on him. I'm six foot, but 180, as long as he's at least my size, makes me think I still could have competed in the league sometime. Jordan Schofield. Hi, Mr. Striker. Hello, Jordan. This is our resident photographer for Steeler Nation. We are always proud and happy to have you on the show. I hope you enjoyed the draft. Uh, I gave uh, Mr. Jordan tickets uh, to the draft party there on Saturday, so he was able to enjoy the tickets since I couldn't go because I was here on the air for nine hours with you guys, you knuckleheads <laughs> having fun talking about farts and beer and <laughs> anything, but like how well the Ravens were drafting. Ah, I see Ravens were upset. We took their guy. I think they drafted exceptionally well, exceptionally well. Uh, and we'll have to talk about that a little bit too. And Michael Hall. Yeah. Terry is going back home. 
Would have been nice to have had him, but you know, it is what it is, and we're happy with KZ and Fitzpatrick. You already know my feelings about Edmonds. Yeah, we share the same feelings about Ed- Edmonds, Michael Hall. You know that. But think about it. We got now we have Edmonds and KZ for a th- combined for half the price of Matthew. I can't be upset with that at all. Two players, two good players. KZ a little bit better in my opinion. I mean, obviously Tieran's the best, but is the best worth an extra 11 mil as opposed to like the three or four we're paying? Somewhere between two and four. I can't remember. If you guys know the numbers on KZ, throw it down in the chat box. I'd like you to correct me, please, uh, because that's the way it goes. Freddie Frankenberger, loving the name, bro. How you doing? Here's the way the steal. Oh, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Love the draft picks. I think it wouldn't have made the picks if they didn't have background to support. And that's it. You know, that is the due diligence of the Steelers. I mean, obviously, we knew the background on Kenny Pickett more than just about anybody else in the draft, except for Connor Hayward. That's because we have his brother here. <laughs> the band of brothers and uh kayla correctly uh corrected me on the show we have four sets of brothers on the team with the davis brothers which i forgot the two defensive linemen we grabbed his brother off at the uh tampa bay practice squad so that both of the davis brothers could be with us already had the watt brothers already had the Edmonds brothers and they're still there as well now we have now we have the hayward brothers now we got to do is bring in the other Edmonds brother and bring in the other Watt brother, and that would make me the happiest because that's where all the talent is. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that other. Well, that would definitely take care of that that other inside linebacker position. I tell you that. Holy crap! If Bush has to go, that would be a fun one to bring in. That would be a fun one to bring in. Robert, how are you, my friend? Striker, it is fun, fundamentally unsound that the Steelers team is designed so that one single player being out with injury means sticking a fork in the entire season. That is the case with Najee Harris. That's the way it is with a lot of teams, though, Robert. It really is, man. I mean, I hear you. You cannot match the elite athleticism, the sure-handedness, and his ability to run and catch. This is a special player. This this is Hall of Fame caliber. I mean, don't let me get ahead of myself. How do you replace Hall of Fame players, Robert? A guy like Hines Ward went down. How do you replace that? Guy like when Fanica went down, how do you replace that? You don't. You don't replace him with the same kind of guy. When Pouncey leaves and David DeCastro, who has a very high career, not quite Hall of Fame, we didn't have an answer for them retiring last year. That was our offensive line yet last year. Yet let that yet that other guy, that Najee Harris guy, found a way to still be productive without those guys. Always love your input too, Robert. KZ is a safety. Yes. But he does play some slot as well. He's been he played it on one of his previous teams. They rotate him in sometimes at the slot location. But he is, yep, strong safety is where his his play should be. And honestly, his talent level is here. Edmonds is middle, middle to low on the screen. I always had Casey here, like Honey Badger, Minka. They're up here. <laughs> They're up there. Ed, how you doing, Ed, man? It's been a bit. I like the UFA, RB, Mateo Durant they signed, but not thrilled with those other backups at running back that we have. What's your thoughts about signing a veteran like Mike Davis or another veteran? Always for sign-in vets. And that's 
that was the one thing that we were also starting to talk about the sh- on the show, Ed, once we started getting later into day three. We started thinking about, are the people that we're going to draft now going to really be con- you know, contributing to the ability to make us better? And there was a couple positions where we still didn't have to worry. We said the same thing about strong safety because we we're like, well, anybody we're going to take at strong safety on day three is not going to contribute. But KZ and Tieran Matthew are still on the board. And they still got paid. And Matthew made it for 11 mil a season. He did not get the 16 mil he was shooting for. Why? Because strong safeties don't get paid in free agency. They don't. KZ as well. KZ should have gotten six six to eight, to tell you the truth. If we got him for under five, steal. Absolute steal. But to get back on the, on the running back point, I'd like for Snell to have already at this point shown me more than what he has. He was the workhorse when he was in college. Absolute workhorse. Don't move my mic, Cat. Bengals fan moving my mic on me. So I like to think that he could do that again and hopefully become more of a part. Obviously, when we had Najee running, it's like you didn't want anybody else running the football other than Najee because you, you saw what Najee could do with the ball in his hands. You saw what he could do as a pass catcher. You saw us trying to throw the football for some freaking reason to Snell. Snell should never be throwing the football, ever. Hand him the rock. That's it. Sit down. Don't throw him the damn football. Yet we wouldn't throw the ball to guys like Derek Watt, who was a more athletic guy. We didn't throw it to um, McFarlane when he came back. We had him running between the tackles, which was the opposite. I love, I love McFarlane. If he's healthy, guy can be sick. Guy can be like a Willie Parker type of guy. He's got that speed. He's got the breakaway. He's the flash to the mash. You got the mash with Najee, the flash with. I just made it up. I, I don't know what flash and mash came. Usually it's thunder and lightning. I'm going with flash and mash. Mashing the rock with the big boys like the snails. Mashing it with the Najees and flashing down the field with the speed guys. Mash and flash. <laughs> You guys bring out the best of me. Thank you guys. So that's so that's my point. Yeah. I, but I, I don't know that much about Durant yet. I'm excited to look more into him. Uh, let me know how he is as a, as a pass catcher because to me, that's where you're going to make your bread and butter in this Matt Canada offense, Ed. So hopefully these guys are a little bit more better at catching the football other than just line of scrimmage type stuff. A little bit more of a downfield thing. That's going to be huge. Absolutely huge. Rick Giddings! How are you, Rick? No fifth year with Bush. Here comes a linebacker round one in 2023. That's it. I agree. Unless we're making a big um, free agent signing for an, uh, for an, another inside linebacker. Or, Rick, bear with me. This is what we did with Edmonds. We said, Edmonds, we're not giving you your fifth rounder. But they said, it does not mean. And then Edmonds, Edmonds said it. Edmonds says, that doesn't mean I'm not going to be a Steeler next year. Edmonds was right. He's a Steeler this year. Not probably the way that he thought. He thought he was going to ball out, have a great year, get paid. Didn't happen. Now, what we're saying, the same thing can happen now with Bush. This is what we're still in. We don't have to worry about drafting our guy next year because I've seen the potential with Bush. It is there. He can make big plays. He's a flash guy. He can make big splash plays, create turnovers, interceptions, force fumbles, jumping and returning them to the house. This guy is athletic. This is the year we're like, put up or shut up, man. If you put up, we're paying you. 
He will be paid. He'll be paid before he becomes a free agent. If he has a monster year, like his first year, for first year and a half, he will be paid in Pittsburgh. If he has another year, kind of like middling, okay. But if, if Miles Jack brings out the best in this guy, sky's the limit. He has the ability to write his own ticket. And if that is the case, and we end up signing to him to another contract, we're going to forget about the problems that he had because he's going to be insane. He's going to have have to put up an insane year where we're just like, there's no way we cannot re-sign this guy. And the fact that we're not paying money on, on quarterbacks is the reason why we can re-sign our great talent that we have drafted, especially on defense, at high money positions to make this team work. And keep going. Robert! Lazed is a safety so light he weighs... The game as our fourth round receiver, Lazed. Are you talking about KZ? Is a safety so light he weighs the same as our fourth round? He's not that light. He's around 200 from what I thought. We'll check out KZ. KZ. But he's shown he can play in the league. Uh, KZ stats. Let's get his stats. Because that'll show up his, his uh, that'll give me his years, give me these numbers. Oh, you're right, man. I stand corrected. 174, 175 range. You're right. 5'11", a little taller. That's about my size. That is spot on my size, to tell you the truth. But 15 out of 16 games, 2018. 14 out of 16 games, 2019. Now, only four games in 2020, but 15 out of 17 in 2021. Last year, which was the new team he was with. And he played in... In every game, he just didn't start. Then that, so he was in every. Those, sorry, those were the starts. He played in all sixteen games. Rookie year, second year, third year. Only started one game his rookie year. Fifteen his second year. Fourteen his third year. Still started every game. Only games he missed was his in twenty twenty. He played in four, started four, missed the next three quarter of the season. Last year made all seventeen games, started fifteen of them. I'm he's durable. So that's my only argument is, yeah, I don't like undersized guys either. Agree with that. But he's durable. If you show me he can play, he's durable. Plus, we only signed him to a one-year contract. So hopefully he uses that one year to the best of his ability. And we have people behind him as well. Corey Frank. Okay. We all know speed kills. Pickens and Austin were great pickups. Now, as for Austin the third, hopefully we utilize the skills like what the Chiefs did with Tyreek Hill. Not turn into another Dre Archer ordeal. Ordeal, exactly, exactly. You're preaching to the choir here, Corey. And this is this is, damn it, this is Canada's year because we we type talked about it before. Like last year's offense, I saw more of a Canada offense in the preseason than I did in the regular season because it was a Ben Roethlisberger offense in the regular season. It looked like the same damn offense we had this, the year before when it was. Um, Feekner running that offense. It's the exact same offense. What's the only common denominator? Ben freaking Roethlisberger. Couldn't throw down the field. Quick pass attack. Everything short. Maybe hitting deep on the edges. Not going down the middle of the field. That's the game. This is it. We got new quarterbacks. Putting in a new system. Putting in more RPOs. So this is going to be a new way for us to see if he's going to earn his money. Because if he can't do it this year, he's done. He's done. Out of it. What's up, honey? What is it? Is it the candy kit? The ice cream. Yes. Yes. Do you have your PJs on? I'm going to get them on right now. Oh, show off your shirt before you get your PJs on. (laughs) 
what Viola's wearing today, guys. I'm going to shut this down. Oh, with the Steelers. Thank you, Vivi. Thanks for showing off your Steeler love. She's being raised right in this house. Love you, sweetie. Thank you. All right. See you in a bit. Yep, I, I knew I knew it was a typo. Yeah, we, we figured it out. But thank you for bringing up that point. I did not know that point, Robert. I didn't know that he used the same size. But I'm also happy to hear, too, that um, even though Austin is small, he is durable. He took he used to run with the football. He was a running back at some times. Running between the tackles. So not quite a Dree Archer guy, fortunately. So even referring to what Corey had to say in his, his post before. Uh, options. I would rather have wins. That's why we do this whole draft game. Steelers build through the draft. This was a weird draft. It was a weird draft the way it fell, though. People, draft prognosticators are saying they like it. They love what we did with the wide. PFF said we had the best wide receiver draft. Um, they said the quarterbacks that we picked up were excellent. Uh, we got the best quarterback in the draft and also filled in another great quality athletic quarterback toward the end of the draft. Um, to at least make sure. And that's why we had to use the draft pick guys. That guy would have been on an open floor to be able to go with anybody on. Sure. We could have gotten with undrafted rookie free agency, except quarterbacks, they get paid more as an undrafted rookie free agent. They can go around. Okay. These five teams want me. Who's going to give me the best deal. Who's going to give me the biggest signing bonus. Since we locked them in at seventh rounder, boom, locked in. You're done. Some of these undrafted rookie free agents, especially quarterbacks get more money than seventh rounders. Some of them get more money than sixth rounders. And at times, I've seen them get more money than fifth round draft picks. Sometimes it's just the way it goes because there's no rule about how much you can pay an undrafted rookie free agent. Steelers just say, look, we're slotting in at league minimum. This is what we pay our undrafted rookie free agents, which is less than a seventh rounder. And that's what you either take it or leave it with the Steelers. Come in and compete. Or go somewhere else for another chunk of change. Hopefully make it on another squad. But as far as quarterbacks, would have been smart for them to want to come here to compete. But the Steelers locked in their guy to make sure we want you as our fourth quarterback, as our camp guy. And if you blow us away, you're either going to play so well, we've got to make a decision with with our both of our rookies. You guys are playing so well, we got to make a decision about Trubisky and or Rudolph. Or worst case, you're going to be our practice squad guy. Win-win, no problems. If he gets spiked off our practice squad, I know a couple of us are lose our minds, but that's the way it goes, guys. That's the way it goes in this league. If he's good enough to be on our practice squad, though, they're going to probably, he's going to probably look to push one of these guys off the roster, probably Rudolph. Rudolph's been pushed down the roster before in the past. Been competed very well against with Haskins. It was it was an even, nearly even match last year. And you got to remember that Rudolph was doing it with three years under his belt in the same offense. Haskins was coming in just learning it on the fly. It was running it nearly as good as he was. Got more touchdowns than he did in the preseason. Got more scores with the uh, offense he needed than Rudolph did in the preseason. But Rudolph became the backup, was the backup. Haskins was the next guy up, was the third. State of the Steelers, welcome to the show. Great show. Do you, we still will be picking up a backup running back to spell Nodge? Yes, uh, we talked about that. And and I, I forgot to talk about free agent running backs. And I started talking about certain positions and then I got off on my strong safety tangent. So thank you for bringing me back to that line, line of thinking here, State of the Steelers. I love the name too, by the way. If you're part of um, 
Steeler Nation, shoot me your handle because I'd love to see what your handle is over at SteelerNation.com if you post in the football forum uh, because you sound like a big Steeler guy. If not, I'm, I'm just happy that you're following us and following the, the, the podcast and the vidcast and all the, the draft stuff that we do. But yeah, running back is one of those positions that is the easiest to fill up after the draft through free agency. You can always still find good running backs when the season starts. Good running backs start falling off of rosters right when they have to start getting the cutdowns because, oh, this younger guy is playing a lot better than this guy that we're paying five times as much for. But the other guy's still a great running back, but it's just like, that's a money issue. Boom, we're cutting you. We're using that money to float in case we have injuries this season. That's the way it's done. It's a business. You got to think about the business moves. But there's always great running backs, vet running backs to be able to choose from. Uh, moving down into it. I haven't looked to see who the vets are. I can bring up the free agency uh, thing off of Spotrack. Let me bring up Spo. Uh, I don't know if it's Spotrack or Spotrack. What? What's? How do you guys say? Is it? Is it like a tomato tomato type thing? You say tomato and I say tomato. You stay Spotrack and I stay Spotracky. <laughs> but yeah, I'll just check on the free agents right now just to see who's available because now you you have piqued my interest since it's the second time we have mentioned free agent running backs. Might as well start looking at free agent running backs. So now I will update this and we'll see who is currently available. Okay, these guys are off. I'm not even going to mention these guys who signed with other teams. Uh, great. So, oh, let me expand this um, window too. That way I can hopefully see some stats on here as well. Oh, no, it's just showing their money. But what well, we got, Tariq Cohen running back out of Chicago. David Johnson's out there. Yeah, he's he's a good option. Philip Lindsay as well from Miami, Mike Davis from Atlanta, uh, Jalen Richard from Las Vegas, Philip Lindsay from Miami, uh, Sony Michael. That guy is a guy, a two-way guy. Oh, wait. Yeah, isn't he a guy? He used to be with the uh, New England. I liked that guy a lot. Carlos Hyde is there. Uh, Malcolm Brown. You've got some decent, decent names. Latavius Murray. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Guys that have played in this league for a while. Guys that know how to play in this league. But the thing is, they're going to have to know. Kalen Balaj, remember that guy on the roster from last year? He's here. Le'Veon Bell's a free agent. Anybody want to pick up that guy? He's available. He's 30 now. Look at that. He's 30. But yeah, but any of these guys, great options. And I'd, I'd take an older option too, uh, especially when you, if you can get a guy like David Johnson. I would not be against bringing back a Le'Veon Bell. Like, yeah, sure, he held out. He was trying to do what was best for him. I really don't hold that against him as hard as I held against AB what he did. That's a guy that's never going to come back to the team ever. That's a guy that went scorched earth on the team, the franchise, and they're like, we'll just get a third and a fifth for you and say, peace out, man. Good luck. Get on with your life's work, which he's still trying to figure out how to play football again. Um, he's still trying to be, figure out how to play, be a decent human being. So uh, hopefully one day figures that out unless the CT in his head makes it impossible and he uh, goes out in a fireball, which I'm afraid may happen with that guy. Brian Brown! Can we kick off already? I know. I, I want the season to start yesterday. <laughs> we got all these new guys. Let's start it. But yeah, uh, rookie minicamp will be coming up soon. I think that's what, May 11th, I believe. If I'm going off the top of my head, I, I, think, I know Brooke Pryor probably tweeted out. I think it's May 11th was when a, a rookie minicamp uh, comes back. Robert, Derek Watt is a couple pounds bigger and a couple inches taller than Connor. Derek is more talented special teams player than Connor. Giving Connor touches over our tight ends or giving less touches to Najee Harris. No, Connor, for me, strictly would be a third tight end. And we do have a spot spot on the roster for a third tight end. 
to me, he's strictly a backup fullback. If we're keeping both Watt and Connor, I agree with you. I don't want to take snaps out of Derek Watt's hands. If they decide he's going to be the better guy, we're going to stick with him. He's going to be the guy. We're going to roll with I'm st- talking strictly about third tight end, which is something that Connor is. Something that I thought Derek Watt projected to do as well. He played a tight end all through high school. Um, and he's just athletic enough to play just about any position. I don't know why they didn't try to figure out a way to get him into tight end as well. Because the guy could do it. Guy could block like a tight end. We can bring him in on third tight end as well as a blocker and then split him out in pass plays too. However, Canada wants to run this offense, but that's strictly, he's not going to take Derek Watts touches on special teams too. He's the special teams captain. He plays every special teams. To have another guy just as good as him playing with him on special teams, give it to me every day and twice on Sunday. Being both guys playing on Sunday, playing next to each other on coverage teams, on punt block, on kick block. Give me, give me, give me. That's what you want. You can't get enough talent on special teams when you find start finding really athletic uh, special teams guys like that. Uh, Brian Brown, the Steelers must stay healthy. It comes down to that every year. Yeah, every team. Every team that wins the Super Bowl is healthy for the most part. The only one that... The only team that I've ever seen win a Super Bowl in the modern era that was not healthy was the Philadelphia Eagles. That was insane. They lost like just about their entire offensive line at one point or another throughout that whole season. Then they lost their starting quarterback going into the last couple games and had to run with uh, Foles. Nick Foley and Dynamite. (laughs) was his nickname we had in Philly, which I loved. <laughs> Nick Foley and Dynamite. <laughs> Nick Foles. But that guy did it, man. He was a gamer in the playoffs. He was a gamer in the Super Bowl. The game was not too big for him to go up against Tom Brady. It was not too big for him. He balled out, and he deserved that Super Bowl. That was a, such a fun, fun Super Bowl to watch. But yeah, but yeah, not, 99 times out of 100, to win a Super Bowl, it comes down to hell. Look, look what happened to KC when they went into the Super Bowl against uh against um freaking Tampa Bay. They lost both their starting offensive tackles. Tampa Bay, he he didn't have two seconds in the pocket. They destroyed him that game because they didn't give him time. Two backup offensive tackles, no chance. Imagine that if we were going up against that team with two backup nose offensive tackles, what would have ate them alive? Would have eaten them alive. That's the way it went. Beamer. Yes, they do, Brian. Yes, they do, Brian. Good, good, good. Everybody in. <laughs> That's it. Jack. Jack off. I like to say your name faster because it's funnier and funnier to me every time I do it. And I like the underscore because it makes me say it faster. Offensive tackle, Jake Dixon from Duquesne. Yep. Running back, Monteo Durant from Duke. Offensive guard, Chris Owens from Alabama. Offensive tackle, Jordan Tucker. From University, University of Carolina, UNC. Yep. Another, yeah. Uh, running back Jalen Warren from Oklahoma State. Cornerback Bryce Watts from UMass. Defensive lineman Donovan Jest. Oh, we'll go to this one. Boop. Defensive lineman, cornerback Bryce Watts, UMass. Defensive lineman Donovan Jester, Michigan, Michigan, outside linebacker. Tyree Johnson, outside linebacker. Sorry, outside linebacker Tyree Johnson from Texas. AM outside linebacker TD Moultrie and then from um from Auburn and then cornerback Chris Steele from USC. So yeah, there was that was all of our 10 pickups that I stayed on the air for to make sure that we had our roster filled out at least at that time. I know we've since added people for 
um, rookie minicamp, which does not mean you're going to be on the roster. Uh, that's what I found out last year because when we brought in uh, Rivers, who used to be the uh, the old Slippery Rock quarterback, and he was the quarterback for uh, rookie minicamp last year. I was like, oh, cool. He's going to be on the roster. He's going to be around training camp. No, he he only had a minicamp contract. So they signed him. They paid him to to compete and, and play in rookie minicamp. And you got a chance of falling out and making people notice you in rookie minicamp. And didn't happen for Rivers, unfortunately. I think he's athletic as hell. And his stats are insane over from Slippery Rock. But that's the way it went. Uh, I think we... Two free agent running backs we picked up can push Snell and McFarland off the roster. Let's let's hope, Roar. I, I mean, Roar, I'm, I'm not I'm not positive if undrafted rookie free agents might do it, but I'm 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 hopeful. I'm optimistic, and all I ho- can hope for is they at least give them a chance to compete in training camp. May the best player win because McFarland was set to be the backup last year. He got hurt. He was going to be our backup to Najee last year. Got hurt. They's like, okay, well, ho- well, hopefully we don't have to do anything big. Uh, hopefully he'll heal on its own. Did not heal on its own. Had to go on IR. So he missed half the season because of that. Then came back and was trying to jump on a moving train as coach Tomlin likes to say, never made it back. And that's what, yeah, McFarlane is never available. Therefore he stinks. And that's, that's a tough thing. It's tough to compete from the tub. Spot on Brian Brown. Tough to compete from the tub. Steelers still championship contenders. If not have Heinz Ward. This injury did a Franco to Castro, but Najee Harris is different. Uh, we no longer have a dynamic running back behind him if he's out. I mean, we could have made that argument with Bettis earlier on, uh, but we, we were lucky to find Fast Willie Parker as the undrafted rookie free agent out of North Carolina, since we picked up someone from North Carolina as well. Um, so, yeah, we, it, it's honestly, it's but certain spots are going to be thin every year. You can't be thick everywhere every year. And you only hope and pray that that position does not have a run of injuries. I like Benny Snell as a grinder, but frankly, our linebacker draft pick could probably converted back offenses more dynamic than Benny. And that was one thing too. Yeah, you're right about um, Mark Johnson, um, about being a possible uh, player for being uh, converted because he did play, or Mark Robinson, not Mark Johnson, I apologize. Uh, Mark Robinson, because he was a running back all through school, all through, all through high school. And it was one of the things I wasn't allowed to talk about because he's strictly thinking of being a linebacker. So that might be the only way he's going to be. That's all, that might be it. Oh, peace out. See ya. See ya, Kenny. If you're, if you're leaving, unless you're just happy that everybody else is the same, call the Steelers team gear shop. Striker has a model. <laughs> Go to SteelerNation.com, guys. Got This is, this is like the dark yellow. And I, everybody laughed at me when I ordered it. Everybody else got black or, or gray or white. I got. I went with the dark yellow, and then as soon as I started wearing it on the podcast, everybody's like, "Striker, that hat is it." And you guys too, too. Thank you so much. So, grab some good swag over at SteelerNation.com, the gear page, always geared up. Roaring Kings, what's going on with Buddy Johnson? He fits better next to Jack than Bush. We'll have to see if that's an even an open competition because right now Buddy was still behind UG three. He was still behind Spillane. And he was still behind Marcus Allen. I mean, he was a special teams contributor, and that was about it last year. So we'll have to see how he competes in the preseason this year. Michael Hall, I thought last year was a Najee Harris offense. It was. Rock to the Nodge. Pittsburgh dad had it right. Yep. It, it, and I was saying it many times on the show. You were there with me, Michael Hall. Najee Harris, last year was a Najee Harris offense, and this year is going to be a Najee Harris offense. That is the part of the offense that will not change from last year this year except I think we're going to have more mobile athletic quarterbacks to be able to make 
different plays and really help out with our play calling and also help out with Najee so that everybody just isn't keying in on that guy to stop our offense because that's the way the offensive should run. Rod Rob, which wide receiver do we lose? Oh, yeah, I know. This is going to be a good conversation here. Uh, Alan Rossman, not wide receiver in 2007 when the Steelers had five wide receivers. All Steelers teams in 89 years have not had over six wide receivers unless one was a special teams gunner. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So we get, then that's probably going to be the issue, but I think I see a special teams. They can utilize it for any special teams though, Rad Rob. They could. Uh, whether they're going to do it with gunner or returner, they can keep six, but six would be the most that they keep. It's going to be five. I remember we had this argument too, or this discussion, a great discussion. And I love this stuff though. I was getting pretty drunk toward the end of the show. So I apologize if I was, if I was treating you uh, anything other than the utmost respect that I have for you and all Steeler fans, because I do love your input as always. Uh, hope Najee has some help this year. Me too. Me too. And the Mike Tomlin era essentially never had. Yep. We, we talked about this. We talked about this last one. Boykin may be the odd man out. And I do agree with that. That, that might be the case because I really like that signing in that pickup. Cause I don't see them getting rid of a guy like Claypool. DJ's a lock. Claypool's a lock. We know that. Probably their two drafted players are locked. So there's four. So then you only have one more spot. I mean, Gunner, you want to be the in for special teams as well. So that's five. Yeah. So if they choose to go six, whether or not it's a Gunner, whether or not it's a receiver, no matter what, the Steelers have gone six receivers in the past. Just means we're taken from a different position if that's going to be the case, whether it's an offensive lineman, which it might be offensive lineman this year. We might go with one less offensive lineman just because we have so many position flexible interior offensive linemen that can play four different slots. Yeah, four guys that can play center and both guards. JC, Green, and the two, uh, Jenkins and Cole. All four of them. Right there, that's pretty much it for interior offensive line. Then you need the outsides. Two guys and a swing tackle now. So yeah, uh, so that's four, five, six. That's seven guys. You usually go with 10, so we'll probably have nine. Probably have another tackle on the team and another, because um, we'll probably keep LeGlue and Haig the way it is right now as backups. Um, and then another interior offensive guy as well. Um, and then that's it. And then it's, it, we might take that extra spot instead of 10. There'll be nine. We got an extra slot there for um, wide receiver. It, it all has to come down with numbers. It's with anything else. The same thing with like interior versus uh, inside versus outside linebackers. Sometimes we keep five outside linebackers and four inside linebackers. Sometimes we take, we keep five inside linebackers and four outside linebackers. Sometimes we keep five and five. Sometimes we keep five and six. It differs from year to year and it differs with what we were pl- trying to do. So that's, that's the interesting stuff too, um, that we got. Um, uh, and we talked about that for the wide receivers, no NFL tight end in modern era last six years has ever been only six feet tall other than wishfulness. Why do people think that 230 pound six foot guy could play tight end in 2022? Because he can play third tight end. You can play third tight end and be shorter. Yeah. He's probably, he's never going to be a starting tight end probably. And I, I will agree with that. Um, don't know if he could even make his way up to a number two. Don't know, but he could definitely play third tight end. And we can try to figure out if he's going to be our backup fullback next year. If we choose to get rid of Derek Watt, that's, that's why you draft the guy position flexibility and options. Who knows? You might play special teams. So while you play some defense, how you doing, Megan? Again, good to see you again, man. Good to see you on the show. And when you join the show with us, who do you think the Jalen Warren pick? Who do you think of, what do you think of the Jalen Warren pickup? 
Um, Jalen Warren was the guy that we got as an undrafted rookie free agent, I believe, right? Was that one of our undrafted rookie guys? Tell you the truth, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I know the guy yet, but I will research him next show. We'll talk about him exclusively uh, when we're talking about rookie minicamp. I'm sorry I can't spend more time on it. Um, don't want to lie to you guys. I'm not I'm not a disingenuous guy. I'm not going to pretend like I know more than I know. I do know a lot. I could look it up right now, but I'm getting toward the, we're over the hour point now. I'll have a better answer for you once I'm able to read up on all the guys, which I'm going to do this week. Um, well, Matt Canada is out of excuses. Now he has three mobile quarterbacks. Yep. Yes, he does. I was waving at your daughter. Oh, awesome. Awesome. She loves that. Oh, that's great. I'll tell her that too. She'll love that. Schedule released is May, tw- is May 12th. Oh, awesome. That's going to be a fun day too. Uh, let me see what day of the week is that. I might do that one live. I I think I did it live the one year for the vidcast. Because usually it's on a, th- yep, Thursday. Yeah, I'll do that live. We'll go live on May 12th for the vidcast. Mark it on your calendars with its schedule at least. Because then we can just talk about the schedule. Talk about how we get screwed with the way that people do. Um, uh, you know, the different, different links, uh, here and there. Um, cause it's always like, who gets your Thursday games? Who gets the most Monday night games or primetime games? Where does your buy fall? That's always the most important thing, guys. So I appreciate it. And Rad Rob Striker, sir, thank you for acknowledging the wide receiver issue and for bringing it up based on fact. Appreciate you, Strike. I appreciate you too, Rod Rob. Sorry, like I said, I, I know we've gotten to your points. We don't, that gets to every single point in depth, but we are over the mark this time. I know you'll be back on the show. Love talking with you, Rod Rob, you know, cause we love Steelers. We're both Steelers for life. You know that for a fact. And guys, I'm getting down. This is the last part of the show. I'm going to run through at least the final stuff. You can, you can put your last uh, stuff up here on the screen as I'm going through it. And th- cause that's great guys. Thank you for joining us again. Steeler Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises, over at tseshop.com. Follow them on Twitter, Total Sports ENT. We had Kenny Beamer winning a Heinz Ward jersey during, told us during the draft that he won it. So we do win, Steeler Nation. Follow Total Sports at Total Sports ENT, and you too can win a jersey, a, a signed Heinz Ward jersey, like my man here, Kenny Beamer, up here. Best podcast on YouTube. Great content as always. Go Steelers. You know that. Thank you so much, man. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Steeler Nation. Instagram, Steeler Nation com. Facebook, Steeler Nation com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast or Instagram, Steeler Nation podcast or me, Steeler Nation striker at SN striker on internet, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm your guy. Good show, Striker. Go Steelers. Thank you. Thank you. And here we go. I'll get to your last point here, Rad Rob. If Connor Hayward becomes as good on O on in NFL as Jalen Samuels was, then Connor will have to improve. Then he would still almost never play just like Samuels, just saying. And that was the thing about Samuels. Like, I loved Samuels and thought we drafted him actually as a slot receiver because that was pretty much the way he was used in college. But we converted him to a running back. Still put up a hundred yard game on the on the uh Patriots, the one game, but Samuels didn't play special teams. That's where Hay- Hayward's floor is above Samuels, because Hayward is a special teams player, and he's gonna play just about all special teams. Just have to see which ones he falls in on or falls out of, and that's how he's gonna make the show. But thank you again for your comments, my friend. Go Steelers. Michael Hall, see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for the chat. It was fun as always, Magnum. 
And I am your host. Thank you for joining us again for another Steelers Nation, Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network, part sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I am your host, G Stryker, with Michael Hall, with Rad Rob, with Brian Brown, with Kenny Beamer, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! You get last say, Rad Rob.